Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the Lesson 46, Course in Miracles podcast. In theory, with you, it is February 15th, and you've been doing one lesson a day, and doing these lessons to the best of your ability and following the instructions as laid out in the course to the best of your ability. Um, that's probably not how it's going, and that's fine. I'm certain with some of you it is. But the last thing you... Yesterday I talked about the tricks of the ego. So the last thing you want to do is to fall for some sort of ego trick and for you to you know, tell yourself that because you missed a day or missed a lesson that you have to go back to the beginning or... Maybe if you missed like five lessons that you have to go back to the beginning. Those are all ego tricks. I believe I left off on lesson 169 for like five years or six years or maybe even longer. And I believe I've said before that it took me seven years or longer to complete, to uh, finish reading the actual text, not to do the course, but to finish the text. So all of that is completely and totally natural, normal, um, I think the course would actually argue that it's, it's actually unnatural to not align your thoughts with God, but that's okay. We're not going to split hairs here. Um, that's entirely normal. So we're talking about spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. So you should always be looking to make spiritual progress. And every day we have opportunities to make spiritual progress. I had a, like a long lost friend or a person, a friend I had a falling out with, call me yesterday afternoon. I had a falling out with him about a year and a half ago. And, you know, there was a part of me, you know, I screw you, buddy. Don't, you know, I, I, he, he said something, he gave some advice that he shouldn't have given at a time when he shouldn't have given it. And I told him to kiss off and I Facebook blocked him. And, you know, I had a valid point. You know, I, my, my, um, I don't say my anger was justified, but you know, I was going through some stuff and I was not ready to hear what he had to say. And he actually called to apologize. And when the phone rang and I saw his name on the caller ID, I, I didn't hesitate. I just answered, I just answered the flippin' thing. And um, he apologized, and I accepted his apology. And that was that. And then we picked up exactly where we left off, and then we ended up having this super cool conversation um, about, well, we had we talked about all, uh, a bunch of different things, but... I mentioned to him that I was, um, I've been feeling the call of the Navajo reservation for, for whatever reason. And, um, he's like, oh, well, I know people there. And so then we basically planned a trip to the Navajo reservation, uh, to go do a sweat lodge, uh, with some of these people he knows. And so that will then lead to further spiritual growth and, or, um, evolution, right? So spiritual progress. And if I'd have decided to follow the whims of my ego and stay spiteful and screw that guy and then call, call my friend Greg, who, who, I, who I'm great at talking about this other person with and who always humors me, God bless you, Greg, um, and, and has plenty of things to say himself because, you know, we're human beings. But, um, you know, I could have, I could have, I could have, refuse the apology or not answer the phone or listen to a voice message and then send him a haughty text back saying, I, I appreciate your apology, but I'm just not ready to talk yet. You know, I could have done one of those things or, you know, and just let it go. So is there perhaps 
a function of the Course in Miracles, first 45 recorded lessons at play there? Probably. You know, did I get out of the way enough by aligning my thoughts with God here in the first several weeks of the year? And did perhaps my broadcast of that process and the the active service um, for the people who will listen, did did all of that perhaps contribute to or did this contribute to the Holy Spirit arranging this reunion and this working out of differences and settling things? I would be inclined to say you bet your ass it did. And I'm just realizing it now. So that's a beautiful thing, right? That, that would be, a, that would be a, a perfect example of God's way, not my way. Thy will be done. God coordinate, co- coordinated the reunion. It was my job to accept the apology, right? That was, that was all God's doing. And that wasn't, that's the, I think I talked to you, I've talked about this several times, but that's the difference between a, a miracle and magic, because I didn't have any intention to do that. I was just purifying my thinking. And as the result of that thought purification, this person, God, again, arranged it, right? Arranged the meeting. And it was my job to side with the spirit, with the Holy Spirit versus dig in my heels with my ego. And that's, a, this is, this is the, this, that's, that's what I talk about like a, I've mentioned before, I believe, that miracles are kind of mundane. There was no Red Red Sea that got split there. There was no walking on water. It was just a, a friend was inspired to make a sincere apology, and I was inspired to accept it. That's it. So very appropriate that we would land on this lesson for today. So again, the God is lessons, as I refer to them in my mind. This is the second to last, I believe, of the God is lessons, which exist in the 40s. So God is the love in which I forgive. So God does not forgive because he has never condemned. And there must be condemnation because forgiveness is necessary. Forgiveness is the great need of this world, but that is because it is a world of illusions. Those who forgive are thus releasing themselves from illusions, while those who withhold forgiveness are binding themselves to them. So if I had not, if I had withheld forgiveness, I would have been binding myself to an illusion. As you condemn only yourself, so do you forgive only yourself. Yet although God does not forgive, his love is nevertheless the basis of forgiveness. So in other words, God does not forgive because he sees that we're all perfect and that we've done nothing wrong. And the most powerful example of Jesus demonstrating that people are not doing anything wrong, right? They're not sinning or that there is no sin. This is one interpretation of what that means. Um, you're welcome to push back or to have your own interpretation or to see things through a more, much more traditional religious biblical um, perspective. But they, they chained him to a, a post, uh, to a pillar. They whipped him almost to death and they made him carry, bear his cross, carry it up that hill while they're beating him the whole time. And then they nail it to him. To, they nail him to the cross 
And later, in his agony, when they're mocking him, he says, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. So according to Course in Miracles, he was demonstrating that there is no sin. He was demonstrating that they're basically insane, right? So you wouldn't be mad at someone if they did something crazy. You wouldn't be mad at someone with Alzheimer's if they did something crazy or said something politically incorrect, like this was this old woman that used to live in the building I lived in for nine years, and she would always, she would drop the N-word all the time, and it was just, she was just crazy. You know, she'd say it in front of black people, and they wouldn't care. I never saw her do that, but it was just obvious that she was insane. That's everybody. That is the world of the ego, according to Course in Miracles, right? So, yet, so that's what I mean, yet although God does not forgive, his love is nevertheless the basis of forgiveness. Fear condemns and love forgives. Forgiveness thus undoes what fear has produced, returning the mind to the awareness of God. For this reason, forgiveness can truly be called salvation. It is the means by which illusions disappear. Today's exercises require at least three full full five-minute practice periods and as many shorter ones as possible. Begin the longer practice periods by repeating today's idea to yourself as usual. Close your eyes as you do so and spend a minute or two in searching your mind for those whom you have not forgiven. It does not matter, quote, how much you have not forgiven them. You have forgiven them entirely or not. If you're doing the exercises well, you should have no difficulty in finding a number of people you have not forgiven. Sorry, I lost my place. It is a safe rule that anyone you do not like is a suitable subject. Mention each one by name and say, God is the love in which I forgive you. Johnny, God is the love in which I forgive you. Sally, God is the love in which I forgive you. Mr. President, God is the love in which I forgive you. Mr. Former President, God is the love in which I forgive you. Miss Vice President, Madam Vice President, etc. Right. So the, perp- the purpose of the first phase of today's practice period is to put you in a position to forgive yourself. After you have applied the idea to all those who have come to mind, tell yourself, God is the love in which I forgive myself. Then devote the remainder of the practice periods to adding related ideas, such as God is the love with which I love myself. God is the love in which I am blessed. The form of the application may vary considerably, but the central idea should not be lost sight of. You might say, for example, I cannot be guilty because I am a son of God. I have already been forgiven. No fear is possible in a mind beloved of God. There is no need to attack because love has forgiven me. The practice period should end, however, with a repetition of today's idea as originally stated. The shorter practice periods may consist either of a repetition of the idea for today in the original or in a related form as you prefer. Be sure, however, to make more specific applications if they are needed. They will be needed at any time during the day when you become aware of any kind of negative reaction to anyone, present or not. In that event, tell them silently, God is the love in which I forgive you, right? So I was on my way back from a meeting I had with a friend uh, here about, it's probably about an hour ago, um, 
this car caught me off. This car just basically drove right through a red light and was making a red hand, right-hand turn, and they didn't stop. And I was cruising through a green light. And, I mean, if I hadn't slammed in the brakes, I would have driven directly into this person. I would have completely sideswiped them. Maybe they were drunk. Maybe they were in a rush. Maybe they were drunken in a rush. Maybe they were on their phone. I don't know. And, and I slammed on the brakes. The car screeched. My car screeched. And then he gave me this kind of like flippant wave. It wasn't like he wasn't, he didn't seem all that apologetic. It was almost like he was kind of giving me like this almost screw you type of an obligatory wave, right? And in that moment, just like with my friend who I mentioned here a couple minutes ago, I can side with the ego and, you know, he pulled into a parking lot in front of me. I'm like, I, you know, the ego wants to pull in behind him in the parking lot and who knows how that could go, right? People literally die over this stuff, literally, right? And um, I just waved, let it go, see you, buddy, and sent him a silent blessing, or at least right now in this moment, I'm sending him a silent blessing. So God is the love in which I forgive you. And in forgiving others for their quote-unquote indiscretions or their quote-unquote sins, we are healing aspects of ourselves because they are projections of our subconscious guilt, right? So every time that we see somebody populate our world with their sinful behavior, it's an opportunity in forgiving us, forgiving them for us to forgive Ourself, ourselves for the excuse me for the subconscious gobbledygook that we are carrying around, and in doing that, we are slowly but surely returning to God, which is the atonement, which is what all of this stuff is about. It's about everybody forgiving every everyone for everything. The interlocking chain of forgiveness that is the atonement. So. I thank you so much. God is the love in which I love you. God is the love in which you will forgive others moving forward. Um, there's a review period coming up here in another three. This is lesson 46. Yeah, so five more lessons. There'll be a 10-lesson a review stretch, which will be cool. Um, I always like the reviews. It's just a, a good way to kind of because sometimes you stress that like maybe you need to review, but then there's all there's multiple reviews built in. So thank you again so much, Course in Miracles podcast. My name is Dave Keenest, your miracle working host. You, by listening to this and tuning in, are a miracle worker as well. And as I said yesterday, this is no idle fantasy. This is real stuff. So you know, the challenge is not to let that go to your head, that you're a miracle worker. The, cha- the challenge is just to be the miracle worker. And we're all human beings. So if it goes to your head, so be it. All good. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a beautiful day today. God is the love in which you forgive. God is the love in which I forgive. We are all part of the interlocking chain of forgiveness known as the atonement or that is the atonement course in miracles podcast have a blessed day talk to you soon bye-bye